I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Beginning hour number two, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. It's always great to, to be here to do the show with you. And then you hear the roars. And I look back, Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, hook them. Right now, 28-7. We're not even done with the first quarter here, Wes. And I just, in the break, I, I just checked social me- media and the, I mean, the Hawks are out looking for those OU people. And I'm not saying that Lincoln Riley's, you know, what? it's still Lincoln Riley. It's just, but boy, they, they haven't looked great in, in wins so far this year. We keep waiting for them to show up. They haven't showed up today. No. They're not answering the bell in the Red River showdown. Hell, it's not a rivalry when you're getting beat 28-7 in the first quarter. Is this thing done inside the first 15 minutes? I never want to say it's done because I've seen some crazy stuff in this game over the years in Dallas every year. But the hour is getting very late, though, and it's getting late early here. 214 yards for Texas, 67 for Oklahoma. Texas now minus 13.5, 86.5 on the total as Oklahoma faces another third and long. Texas is getting the chunk plays, and Oklahoma is not getting the chunk plays. That defense, I think, has been very solid this year. It is getting absolutely exposed today, though, 28-7 to already. Texas up on Oklahoma, also remaining in the Big 12. Baylor 21-7 early second quarter. West Virginia took the money, including some of mine. So far, that money's not well-placed. Baylor mm-hmm. minus 10 and a half, 62 and a half on the total. Okay, and again, look, I, I thought about possibly hopping in there, and I did not on Oklahoma when they were just down 14 nothing, they were getting four and a half. Now they're getting double digits on the in-game play. So it, it's it, it's one of those things, again, you have to remember, if, if you feel like you're on the wrong side, and Oklahoma people, maybe you're just on the wrong side today, maybe that's something you want to stay away from going forward. Because right now they just show no signs of life. We'll see if they get back in it. In it. Uh, Ohio State right now, again, they were a big uh, big number they laid today, 21 and a half here, BetMGM uh, pre-flop. Right now they're driving again against those Turtles, already up 14-3. We'll keep in an eye on that as well as score change happens. But let's take a look at a couple things here, and I thought th- these were interesting. Uh, BetMGM, of course, has some college football season specials, and they're in play today. How about this if you like Penn State? And I think we both like Penn State. We look at them and we think this is a complete football team, this is a football team that you might want to back financially. If they beat Iowa today, and then somehow, here's the big one, can beat Ohio State, Maryland, you don't think it would look that tough? Plus 400. Now, Wes, before I say that that's a smart play, beating Ohio State, I mean, just in and of itself, and then you got to beat Iowa, 
And again, you think mm-hmm. the easier game here is Maryland. Is there value in that number to you? Well, what's the money line going to be for Ohio State that's the here, question. here in a couple weeks? Uh, and and then, you know, that's essentially like a correlated parlay. I think I, I would not. I would not bet that at four to one. I just I don't think you're getting enough value. You look at the uh, the money line, obviously, is very small against Iowa, as it would be with the two point spread. I think the money line today, as I scroll down with eight million games on the screen, <laughs> plus a dollar plus a dollar 20 is the money line. But what are they going to be at Ohio State if they're going to be double digits and they're going to be like close to three dollar underdogs? Anyway, so so, yeah, I, I would pass on that. I'm with you on that. That's exactly the way my head was thinking, too, is that just that money line play in and of itself against Ohio State, you might get close to that value, not all of it. By the way, Ohio State just scored again, Chris Olave, uh, with the deep pass from Stroud. So they're running away from the Turtles here early. Minus 31.5, the current numbers at BetMGM. Now my head plays and my brain plays looking a little bit smarter, but we'll see if that holds uh, early on in this one. I mentioned that BetMGM had a couple college football season specials that are on the line today in Alabama. They are going up against Jimbo Fisher and company in Texas A&M. They've got that game. They're about 18-point favorites here in this one. But to win this one here, not only do they have to beat A&M today, they've got to beat LSU, which LSU's been beatable so far this year with Coach O and company, and then Auburn. And Auburn, again, the Iron Bowl, you never quite know. You kick six. Crazy things can mm-hmm. happen. And you still, you're only getting minus 275 to win those games. But, again, don't have to cover any points. But just win the games, baby. Right. What do you make? Yeah, and that might be one. I would maybe look to lay it more than I would the other one because, look, Alabama minus 1,000 money line basically tonight against, uh, and I actually, yeah, it's minus 1,000 at BetMGM at Texas A&M. You're getting an LSU team, but, boy, you know, Coach O, I was talking to my guy Jimmy Ott on an appearance down on the Baton Rouge ESPN affiliate this week, and he was saying, yeah, Bloom is off the rose with Coach O down here. you got to beat Kentucky. A lot of, uh, I was actually listening to a podcast with the uh, Raging Cajun James Carville, who's one of the most uh, notable yes. celebrity LSU fans. And he was like, well, they got to go beat Kentucky. They got to go beat Kentucky, you know. And, and Coach O, good Carville. He's, he's like, you know, you got to win down here at LSU. And okay. those are the expectations. So um, To that point, Wes, because this stuff, when I hear this stuff, and I get it, boosters, fan bases, they're driving this stuff, right? You just won the national championship with Joe Burrow. And I know Joe Burrow. But you're eight and seven cents. Okay, but how long does that buy you? In the bayou? Does it not buy you five years? A national championship can buy you five years? Well, look, uh, Les Miles won a title there, too. And Les Miles, I think, you know, we've kind of seen him at other schools. I mean, he couldn't get it done. He couldn't get Kansas, at least, to respectability. I no. know that's hard to do. It but, is. you know, the Mad Hatter uh, made some questionable decisions. And Coach O, I think there's always been a little question about his coaching as he's kind of a, a combination, if you will, of like uh, Farmer Fran from The Waterboy and Luther from the television show Coach. That's exactly what Coach O is. He is not known as some intellectual no, X's no, and O's not. guys. He's very much a motivated, you know, that's the kind of fighting spirit I like, you know. And, and Which is okay if you have the coordinators. And he had them when they won the national championship and now a couple he doesn't. years ago, right? And, and, and when then, he had Dave Aranda, when he had Joe Brady, right? And now he doesn't have those guys. And it's kind of like, okay, you're getting exposed. It's like, okay, you've got a guy that's an offensive coordinator now in the NFL. You've got Dave Aranda at Baylor who's Turn turning this program yes. around just in the second year. They're 4-1 and one, and right now out on West Virginia 21-7. to seven. So, it's like, okay, those coordinators and then the number one pick in the NFL draft really carried you. So Coach O, I don't think gets the benefit of the doubt as much as somebody else. So LSU, I think, you know, could be in trouble now. They're getting the money against Kentucky. I took three and a half tonight because I like to play against those ranked teams that first get ranked that haven't been ranked all season. Kentucky off that win over Florida. So maybe a decent spot for LSU. I think this is the first time Kentucky's been favored over LSU, by the way, since 1986. And then going back to this special here, A&M, LSU, Auburn. Auburn. I think Auburn, you know, that's a rivalry game and anything can happen, but I'd lean more toward laying it than, you know, I think if you're going to do that and bet Alabama like to win the national championship, granted it plus money, but you still got Georgia, you've still got a couple other teams in sure. the mix. So it's like you got several teams you essentially got to finish ahead of to win that one. This one, you only got to win three. I would lean toward laying it at 275. Okay, so again, I, I'm kind of just getting on my horse there for Coach, Coach O. It's not so much that I think Coach O, to your point, is a great in-game strategist by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's a good recruiter, 
And again, he did put that staff together. That's what Coach O did. So if he get, he's going to have to redo the staff. There's no question about that down there in Baton Rouge. And if he can do that, then maybe he gets longer than two years. But you're right. The, the heat is starting to go on. I would lay it with Alabama. Clearly, minus 275. I think we like those props better than the, uh, than the Penn State one. Remember, we've been calling for an Oklahoma chunk play. They finally get one, a 66-yard touchdown rush from Caleb Williams just inside the second quarter now. 28-13 to 13 extra point is pending. So, look, this is never quite over. I said the hour was getting late. Oklahoma absolutely had to score on that drive. It was fourth and one on their own 34. Lincoln Riley says, I better go for it, or we're going to get run out of Dallas here. 66-yard run, second of the season for Williams. So, Oklahoma at least still breathing, but they still got an uphill battle. And again, we're loving the points in that one, and I did like the, the over in that total today uh, is soaring right now. Uh, well, over, I thought both teams would get into the 30s. Uh, certainly, Texas almost got that done in the first quarter. So again, first play of the second quarter right now, uh, first 15 seconds in, Oklahoma back on the board. And again, our buddy Tim Doyle, we've had on the show here on VEASAN, and, and certainly uh, we're going to have him back on at some point. Timmy calls these mental bets, and that was my mental bet that I would hop in in-game when it was 14-0 Texas and take the four-and-a-half with Oklahoma. I just think they're too talented to get blown out in a rivalry game, showdown game, whatever they want to call it now. This is pride on the line for these kids in these programs, and you got a border war with Oklahoma and Texas. This goes into recruiting. It goes deep. It's not just a normal football game when you have Oklahoma and Texas playing. If Oklahoma is who we think they are, if Lincoln Riley and Spencer Ratwick can figure out this offense, which we think they can, yeah, this is the time that you got to stand up and be accounted for and answer the bell. And looks like they just did to get back in this thing. PAT pending, and it's 28-14 right now. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Maryland got the ball back. They did get a stop against Ohio State. So they have the ball at about their own 35, down 21-3. to But not a lot of life in these turtles so far. Only 56 yards of offense. And Ohio State already over 200 yards of offense here as they're about 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. And staying in the Big Ten, Rutgers settles for three there. 14 to 13 now, about seven minutes left to go in the first half. Sparty minus six and a half, 57 and a half on the end game total. Keep in mind, Sparty 5 and 0, 11th in the country. And, uh, you know, kind of starting to try to get a little bit of respect here. Rutgers got some respect in the market. This closed four at BetMGM. It was three and a half some other places. But uh, Scarlet Knights hanging in there, but you don't want to keep settling for threes. Uh, 14-14 between Arkansas and Ole Miss. About eight and a half to go there in the second quarter. Starting to get those points that we thought, thought talked about uh, at the beginning of the show. But again, I, I thought it was interesting just looking at the approach for Lane Kiffin uh, against Sam Pittman in this one. Do you back a coach here that you would trust more coming off those bad losses like they both did a week ago? Lane is the more experienced coach, but I I, I liked Arkansas in the points here. I thought both of these teams, look, stepped up in weight class and got oh, smacked down a little bit. So happens. now this is an important game, though. This is still 13 versus 17, and right now all tied at 14 here midway through the second half. Also in the SEC, 28 nothing Tennessee out on South Carolina. Tennessee's offense been explosive here the last couple weeks, laying at the South Carolina. Florida just the 14 nothing over Vanderbilt midway through the second quarter. Florida, by the way, laid 39 on the close. All right, when we come back, I don't know if he's the best tight end in the history of UCLA football. Charles Arbuckle is going to join us. And I'll ask you, ask him that question because it's taking a shout out my guy, Rick Doc Walker. Come on back, talking all things Pac 12 when you come back right here, Betting Across America on Decent, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com. Slash subscribe back here betting across America. I am Dave Ross. He is Wes Reynolds and Wes. We have some college football royalty and Indianapolis Colts royalty joining the program now. Charles Arbuckle, it's great to have you on the program. And Charles, obviously, you know all things Pac-12. And I do want to start off with your alma mater here and the UCLA Bruins. And when I look at Chip Kelly and company here, what do you make of the job that Chip has done this year? Some ups and some downs, certainly. But overall, Charles. How do you evaluate the coaching job he's done? Well, you know, I really think this offense has started to play much better because DTR, we talked about it before the season, Dorian Thompson-Robinson has to play better and not have the ball, turn the ball over. And I thought all the way, even through last week, except for the second half, uh, he has really done a nice job. I think they need to get uh, Dalton even more involved. And then the Mike Martinez kid, the other tight end who does a lot of blocking, they need to get him involved. My, my biggest issue with UCLA has not been the offense. It's been, mm-hmm. the, it's been the defense. Kyle Phillips has played well. Um, there were times, guys, where I'm sitting on my couch and I, I tore my quad. I cannot move. Oh. I got a brace on. I can, walk, I can walk around, right? But I damn near jumped off the couch when I see DB letting guys run right by him and then Jaden Daniels just throwing the ball like it's, it's, it's no tomorrow. And then you have to adjust. When you lose two of your starters at safety, Quentin uh, Lake, you know, my, my former teammate, uh, Carnell Lake's son, and then the other safety, you got you to gotta mix it up. And they just keep trying to blitz you. And after a while, teams just say, okay, if you're going to come with all that pressure, we're going we're gonna to beat you on the outside. And that one touchdown, the very first one, where, where Quentin was out of position and then there was no other help coming from the other side, those are the kind of things that, Jerry hasn't adjusted. Jerry Azonaro, and, and it's frustrating because I know they have talent on the defensive side. They've got guys that can play at, at each level. But when you're putting them in a position where you just look god-awful and you're not even touching guys and bumping mm. run, that's a problem. I mean, is it run and run? You can't run with a guy if you don't bump him. Mark McMillan, who I know you guys have had on this show, and Mark and I have known each other for years, the cornerback – and I'm texting each other. I'm like, Mark, why aren't they touching anybody? You can't let a guy run like that. So to answer your question, I don't think the players are that bad. I just think Chip's loyalty to Jerry Azonaro is the thing that frustrates me and I think a lot of Bruin fans. And, you know, that's the one thing that I've seen consistently. They play well against LSU. LSU can't run the football. The teams they played haven't really tried to run the football because they know we can just throw it against you if you're going to keep playing man and you're going to keep blitzing us like this. 
So, Charles, sticking with the South here in the Pac-12, and look, the Pac-12 is very topsy-turvy, as you well know, but Arizona State now with the win last night over Stanford sitting there at 3-0 and in the Pac-12 South. I don't want to call this over necessarily, but it looks like the hour's getting very late. Sun Devils off to a really good start. They're playing some really good football, and, and I'm not shocked. I think all the offseason turmoil really got them focused. Uh, they did, you know... They had some bumps on the road early, weren't playing really well earlier, but it looks like Jaden Daniels has really started to kind of figure out, hey, I'm the guy. And if I can do it with my legs, I can do it that way, or I can do it with my arm. And they're really, it seems like they've just kind of settled down. And Antonio Pierce is calling some great defense. Now, the Bruins had a chance in the first half, but he has dialed it up and got some of those young guys playing. His son is playing. I mean, they've got, they've got some young players that kind of believe in themselves. And that's the thing with Arizona State. I've, I've said that. Having coached out there at that, that school, having played against them for years, we, they beat us for the Rose Bowl title uh, back then when it wasn't a North-South, when it was a Pac-10. You always knew Arizona State could recruit because they were going to get Texas kids. They were going to get kids from the West Coast. Now they're getting back to it. And I think you're starting to see uh, the explosiveness that they're putting back in that offense, which I remember a state having. And they haven't had that in a while. This Ricky Pearsall kid is starting, starting to make plays. Uh, Rashad White, the running back, I, I think he's really starting to – the explosiveness of that offense is what I was shocked to see, but I'm not surprised to see because that was one of the things I knew with A-State. They were going to really start dialing it up. Talking with Charles Arbuckle, a serious XM college football analyst, of course, played tight end for those fighting Bruins and is playing hurt today with a torn quad, but still kind enough to join us in the program. Charles, do you want to elaborate on how that happened? Because I don't do anything physical enough to tear anything these days. Well, well I'm going to tell you how it happened. All those years of those DPs, <laughs> those linebackers hit me in my legs, and then the, and the, and we had guys that were power lifters when I was coming up. They do <laughs> functional things now. We were, we were squatting 600 pounds. So, all the years of wear and tear, I'm going in the garage, guys. After getting off the Peloton, working out hard, getting ready to go to the store, missed two steps, and sure enough, when that leg hit, oh. I felt like somebody, a sniper shot me. I'm, I'm saying I, I, I thought a sniper shot me. I reached for my patella, said, okay, that's in place. And then there's a big divot in my quad. So I called my guy that's a physical therapist. Uh, I, I got him on speed dial. Because, you know, when you're, when you're getting this age, you have some injuries, you need to make sure. <laughs> Usually I can bounce back in a week, you know, just go in and get a little treatment. He's like, no, I think you're going to have to get surgery. I'm like, no, 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 no. Going to the doctor the next day, 90% torn, have to get oh. that thing reattached. And I'm going to tell you, physical therapists and doctors, they know the damage because it doesn't happen a lot, but it happens to bigger, stronger dudes. So I feel good about that. But I'm saying, look, doc, I'm losing weight. I'm working out. He said, Hey, it was just your time. So I blame all the damn linebackers and safeties and all them cats that used to hit me low. I'm blaming all of them for this quad. Team. Charles was a member of the Indianapolis Colts when they were in the AFC East yeah. and having all those Bills oh, linebackers, having Bennett and Daryl Talley and all those guys. Those hits add up. They, they they on you. I'm going to tell, tell you all the hardest hit I ever had, one of them, because I've, I've had quite a few and, and memories starts to go away from you. But Henry Jones hit me when we beat them in Indy one year. I had like nine catches and man, he got me right up under my chin and I didn't have one of those chin straps that had the little protection. I had to get like three or four stitches, man. And I, 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 I said I was okay, but I had to step out of the game for a little bit, get the stitch, get it stitched up at halftime because I had to get a different chin strap. And every time I see Henry, I'm like, man, you know you ain't have to come and hit me. Like, I mean, he hit me with the crown of his helmet <laughs> and got up talking trash. And, you know, usually when guys get up talking trash, I don't say anything. But I had to make sure he knew I wasn't hurt, had to stay in a couple of plays. But my bell was wrong. Uh, Anita Baker was singing in my, in my head. If you, you can ring my bell. Well, oh, yeah. He did it on that Well, play. we always love Anita Baker. Uh, they, <laughs> the, the linebackers weren't giving you good love, Charles. Definitely uh, a former Anita Baker song. Yeah, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't Anita Baker. It was Anita something. Anita Ward. Yeah. yeah. Anita Ward. Anita Ward, yeah. 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 Charles, <laughs> it's, look, I know that there's no love lost, obviously, for your old rivals there at USC. They are a small favorite today uh, against Utah but, Charles, I'm, I want to really look at Utah here because this was a team at the beginning of the year really high expectations for, and they've really kind of hit the skids here. What do you make of this matchup? Because these are two teams that are really trying to salvage their seasons. 
Yeah, and, and, you know, just the terrible news out of Utah. And, and I know a couple of guys on the staff. So, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with them and their organization and program. I think that had a lasting effect. I mean, yes. whenever you lose a member of your team and a guy that's a contributor, you know, and he, he seemed like one of those guys that just everybody gravitated towards in the locker room. I think that had a hangover effect. I think the biggest thing for them is making sure defensively Kyle always has his team playing well. And then they had a young guy, Kareem Reed, who had like 15 tackles last week. They need him to play. Uh, Van Fillinger had six sacks or three sacks against Washington State. I think the thing when I watch USC this year, if you get pressure on the quarterback, make them throw before they want to, you have a chance to beat them. They, they still haven't. Keith, you know, Slovis hasn't quite figured out the clock. And meaning sometimes I think he held the ball a little too long. He played really well uh, against Colorado. Colorado is struggling more than I thought. But I really think that's going to be the key. They have to put pressure on Slovis, get him to play. And that's been the M.O. for Utah, right? Their best offense sometimes is their defense. And I think they're going to have to do that. I'm I'm going to be dialed into that game because I think that's one of those elevator games in the Pac-12. Whoever wins it can really take off. And Utah is one and zero, and I think you know Kyle has got to be telling them in that locker room, look, get this game. We just don't worry about the scoreboard, don't worry about anything else. USC, on the other hand, is a desperate team at two and two in the conference. So I'm really looking forward to that game, and I, I you know, um, I want to see who has it, who who will be able to get it done. Absolutely, Charles. It's been great having you on the program, and again. Uh, we kid, but uh, take care of yourself. Make sure that quad's okay. You're welcome to join us anytime you can get off the couch. But it's great to have you on the program, of course, the former UCLA Bruin tight end, and, of course, does a great job with SiriusXM uh, breaking down college football. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Charles Arbuckle. Charles, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Wrist injury right now for Casey Thompson. He is still in the game, the Texas quarterback. But Hudson Card getting ready on the uh, sideline here. 28-17, by the way, Texas with the lead. Oklahoma getting three and a half on the end game at BetMGM. We saw Ohio State get another get some more points against Maryland. We'll discuss two Ohio quarterbacks as they make their push for the Heisman Trophy when you come back with us. And Ryan Harris is going to join us as well when you come back with us right here. It is Betting Across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back here, Betting Across America, Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, we got a big one in Blacksburg because the Virginia Tech Hokies get that ho ho hokie high. Hey, taking on Notre Dame today. We've got some Notre Dame royalty in the house here. Ryan Harris, former Notre Dame offensive tackle, and of course, won the Super Bowl on the whole chip back at Super Bowl 50. So, Ryan, it's great to have you on the program. And it's interesting when you look at this matchup between Notre Dame and Virginia Tech because I think Virginia Tech early on has exceeded expectation. I, I wonder what you make of Notre Dame here so far. Got off on the good foot. I know they've struggled offensively until last week. Things were, were okay, at least in the win column. What do you make of the job so far Brian Kelly's done with this group of uh, fighting Irish? Well, Dave and Wes, good to be with you. But Coach Kelly's done the best he can. I mean, they've been down to their fourth tackle, two different points the last couple of games. Uh, so, so that's an issue. Now you're on your eighth, ninth best lineman. And then you've had three quarterbacks play in the last two weeks. So anytime you don't know who your quarterback is going into week six of a season, uh, you've got some issues. But Coach Kelly's done what he can uh, with the offensive line woes. And, of course, it was going to be tough anyways returning, replacing three starters who are now in the NFL. So, Ryan, what's the attitude of this team right now? Because now they have a loss, and now, for all intents and purposes, unless we get total chaos, uh, mm-hmm. essentially out of the college football playoff, but probably still in line for the New Year's Six, now you're going to Blacksburg against a team where the coach was on the hot seat coming into the year. Primetime game, enter Sandman's going to be blaring at Lane <laughs> Stadium. Uh, what do you think the mindset is from the people you talk to around the Notre Dame program? Well, you know, they want to punish everybody else for their loss last week. And, and a lot of players were challenged in practice this week to be better and, and to raise their level of play. And listen, that's where a lot of players are. I mean, we're all watching, you know, Oklahoma and Texas. Spencer Rattler has to play better. You know, there are different levels to play that we all have to find. And, and there's a couple players on Notre Dame who have to do that. So 
they're looking to come out, respond, handle a hostile environment, and, and dictate their success. And it's going to be a tough task. And as you mentioned, one of the, the wildest atmospheres in college football. Yeah, I'm going to be at the SC game October 23rd, Ryan. Uh, my first trip to South Bend to actually watch a game there. And I am curious because, you know, Wes kind of was alluding to it there. Uh, the fan base in Notre Dame, the expectation levels, are they almost unfair for Notre Dame or the standard is the standard? And, okay, you lose one game, you're expected to win the rest of them. It's not that easy to do. You just say it out loud, but you still have to go out there and do the things, the little things, and certainly win between the trenches with the Notre Dame football team. What is the expectation level from a fan base perspective for Notre Dame? you got to compete for a national championship every year. Hey, that's why you go to Notre Dame when you're a recruit. You know, a lot of schools don't have that. When I was being recruited, you know, one school in the Pac-12 was saying, hey, we want to win the Pac-12 championship, the Big Ten. Hey, we want to win the Big Ten championship and then make some noise if we can. But you come to Notre Dame, we don't have conference championships. You've got to win the Natty or you've got to go home early. And uh, fortunately for Notre Dame fans in the past, that's been, that's been something you've seen and you had the opportunity with Coach Kelly here in, in the Irish. But this hasn't happened as of late. But this is why you go to Notre Dame. You can go anywhere else in the country, but you come to Notre Dame to win a championship and have that be your only goal. And, uh, Ryan, you mentioned earlier about the Notre Dame offensive line giving up 22 sacks this season. Not exactly Quentin Nelson or a Ryan Harris no. on that offensive line so far for the <laughs> Irish. And we know Virginia Tech did sack Sam Howell of North Carolina in the opener six times. So we talked about the offensive woes, Ryan, but do you think that this defense with the new defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, do you think they're good enough to win games essentially for this team? Absolutely, especially when you got, I mean, Isaiah Foskey's ninth in the nation in sacks. Uh, you got Kyle Hamilton, who's probably going to be a top five pick as a safety. Um, there's there, J.D. Bertram, who's one of the top linebackers and tackles in the nation. So you got a lot of players who are the best at their position. And to me, tonight's game against Virginia Tech, that's going to be where the game is won. The front seven for Notre Dame is, gonna, is going to have its way with an offensive line at Virginia Tech that I think is average at best. Gave up six and a half sacks to West Virginia. This line is this defensive front is markedly better than West Virginia, and you got a rookie starting at right guard, so or a freshman starting at right guard. So it is going to be a big atmosphere for Notre Dame. But make no mistake, Virginia Tech players haven't been in a game this big either yet this year. So whoever can handle third down and whoever can handle the front and protection, that's who's going to win this game. And I think that's Notre Dame all the way. Right. I know you got to get on the bus here, and uh, it's time. Time is running short, so we're going to let you go. But it's been great having you on the program today. Of course, Ryan Harris, former Notre Dame. Offensive tackle and Super Bowl champion from Super Bowl 50. Ryan, thanks for the time uh, and best of luck to the Irish today against Virginia Tech. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Go Thank Irish. you, Ryan. Uh, great having him on the program here. And some quick updates here. And we look like the Red River Showdown, mm -hmm. the Look like Oklahoma was getting back into this thing, and then Texas just hooked them again. Yeah, right now, 35 17, Texas minus 8.5. 92 and a half on the current in-game total and look, 92 we, and a half yeah we were watching to see if uh if uh casey thompson if he was going to come out of the game because hudson card was warming up at quarterback for texas but casey thompson they get driven down the field here two-yard touchdown pass b john robinson by the way a 50-yard run put him in business as uh, b john robinson trying to make his heisman candidate case seven carries for 90 yards and a touchdown so uh Maybe a guy down the board, and we'll be doing some Heisman watch yeah. segments throughout the rest of the show. But currently, 35-17 Texas over Oklahoma. One big early game at halftime, by the way, though. Michigan State, the clock ran out on them. They were trying to go for that touchdown against Rutgers. The pass incomplete, but nevertheless, Sparty up 21-13 to on Rutgers. Second half line, Michigan State minus three. 26, the current total, and really the big performer for Michigan State today is one Jalen Naylor, a receiver right here from Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman High School. Four catches, 208 yards, and three touchdowns. Michigan State, 387 yards in Michigan the first half. Michigan State? Against a pretty solid Rutgers defense. Wow. I know Ohio State got him last week, but, you know, uh, oh, that's Ohio State. 387 yards for the Spartans. That's a shocker against a Greg Shiano defense. I'm yeah. sorry, to get almost 400 yards in the first half is rather astounding, so we'll see if that can last. But Michigan State, not up as much as maybe the numbers would indicate. No, uh, 21 to 13, and, and it's three for the second half. And speaking of Ohio State, we just mentioned, Maryland down 28 to 10, two minutes left to go in the first half. Fourth and four from the five. Kind of had to go for it there. Uh, you can't just keep taking field goals against this team. Nope. They were stopped, and now Ohio State does have the ball back. 
28 to 10 with about a little over a minute to go in three timeouts. Buckeyes minus 28 and a half, 71 and a half on the total at BetMGM. Yeah, my, my uh, smart play, we'll, we'll find out if that holds. But again, it feels like Maryland is not out of this game completely, as you said, but did eschew the points there which looked like it could have been a gimme. Back to the Michigan State game very quickly. For those that didn't see at the end of the first half, you mentioned an incompletion here uh, for the last play before halftime. If you're Mel Tucker, how does that happen? Like, you've got three points, and I know we're in a different mentality these Mm days of let's try to get the six at all costs, but don't you have to at least leave yourself enough time to kick the field goal? They actually did get an attempt. They put a second back on the clock. Oh, they did get the second. But they had to rush, and it was 35 yards, and it was missed. So 21 to 13. But in the stats right now, Michigan State, as I said, 387 yards, 295 passing from Peyton Thorne. Michigan State's finally got a quarterback there in East Lansing. He is definitely the guy. 387 to 182 in terms of the yards. Not a lot of, like, running more plays or anything like that, but it's really the big plays because Jalen Naylor, as I mentioned, 208 yards and three touchdowns. This guy has absolutely had some huge plays. A 63-yarder, another 63-yarder, and a 65-yarder. That's going to inflate your yardage really quick. So now Michigan State at BetMGM, minus three, minus $1.15 for the second half, 26 on the total. Makes me feel better, though, that I know that you found out that, that they did at least get the attempt. Because that's all I'm saying. At least yeah. you got to try it to get those like points. The clock had run that's out what I thought it hit zeros on them, but it looks like they did actually get that attempt off. Ohio State, to your point here, the final minute of the first half, it looks like they are back in scoring position against the Turtles. Uh, they are up 28-10, to 10 and they are down inside the 15. And Ole Miss, I believe, that game has just gone to the half. Yeah, it is a deflected Hail Mary interception for Ole Miss. And uh, look, Arkansas was up 14-6, to 6, but Ole Miss closes strong 21-14. to 14. Just now going to halftime, so I don't have an in-play number as of yet. We'll try to get that on the other side, but... Arkansas did have the lead. Matt Corral's been very solid today. Touchdown yep. pass and two rushing touchdowns. But Arkansas did get out 14-6 to and then gave up a big play, let Ole Miss right back in the game. They go for two, and the Rebels have the lead at the half. And again, we'll keep an eye on the Heisman watch as the day progresses. But a good first half for Matt Corral, to your point, three touchdowns. He's accounted for all of them so far in the scoring for Ole Miss as they have that seven-point lead. And again, uh, Maryland uh, trying to hold off Ohio State, but Ohio State knocking on the door again trying to increase that lead before halftime. It looks like C.J. Stroud and company getting that offense going with those elite receivers. Maryland struggling to keep in in this game. Yeah, Greg Schiano absolutely said, hey, look out for Ohio State. They found their groove again, and they certainly have. And Maryland just trying to keep up. They had to go for it on that yep. fourth down, a short right at goal situation. Did not get in, though. So uh, Maryland uh, about to be in a world of trouble here. And speaking of in a world of trouble, uh, Baylor uh, leading West Virginia 28 to 10. Mountaineers got the money, including some of mine, went from three to one. Wow. But so far, it is all Baylor 28 10. Of course, Baylor will get maybe an undefeated BYU. We'll see if they get by Boise State today. So that game now at the half, also at the half, all Tennessee down in Knoxville 38 7 over South Carolina. It's very interesting when you, when you see those money moves and you look at West Virginia, they've really struggled offensively to get anything of consistency and so far Dave Aranda and that defense is holding up for Baylor. We'll see if, if Ohio State can get more points before the half and still more points in that Texas game. We'll discuss. You can back with us on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Right now, new customers have a chance to win 200 bucks in free bets when they place a $10 wager on the champ, Tyson Fury, to defend his title on October 9th. Tonight, just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Get ready to start betting with confidence and turn knockouts into payouts. Sign up today to discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if Tyson Fury, the champ, is victorious tonight. Get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks and enjoy fight night more than ever. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Emotional offer not available in Nevada. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America here on VEASAN. And Ohio State did score before the half, so it's 35-10. to Maryland trying to get some late points before the final ticks of the first half. We'll keep you updated on that. But Ohio State will probably be like 10 for the second half. Got to think so right now as they look like they're in control with that 25-point lead. But that brings us to buy, sell, or hold. And because we're talking about Ohio State, we're talking about the Big Ten. Let's talk about their prognosis here from a gambling standpoint. At minus 120, would you buy, sell, or hold from, look, still undefeated in conference. Mm-hmm. Their one loss at a conference to Oregon. What do you make of the Buckeyes at this number? Well, and over the summer, they were like, I think, well over $2. And, yes, they and at were. at some point, they were $3. So you're getting them on the low at minus 120. That's probably going to be adjusted after today. But, look, you look at the Ohio State schedule uh, just going forward. They go to Indiana at, at, the, at October 23rd, and then they get Penn State at home. So... Really, you look at their road games for Ohio State. They got to go to Indiana. They got to go to Nebraska, who all of a sudden might be resurging. We'll find out a little bit more about the Cornhuskers later tonight. And then they close out at Michigan. And we're going to find out about Michigan, I think, a little bit Mm -hmm. more later tonight. So they're going to be favorite in every single game. You look at uh, probably their toughest games. They have Penn State at home on October 30th. They have all of a sudden a near top 10 ranked Michigan State coming in on October 20th. So, look, a tough sled of opponents there. There's no, like, real gimmies. There's no no real doormats. Probably Indiana and Purdue, after they get through Maryland today, would be, you would think, their easiest opponents going forward. But it's never really a gimme, and that's why Ohio State is very still much in the mix for the uh, college football playoff. You would say if they run the table in the Big Ten, they're getting one of those four spots. I think bottom line. So, Ohio State is still the favorite. Penn State is a team I did bet on their season win totals over. I thought that they were going to be the biggest challenge to Ohio State, and I still do. But, of course, Penn State and Iowa in about two and a half hours are going to get kicked off at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. So, look, if I was going for a little bit of value down the board, I would probably look at Penn State mm-hmm. at 6-1. to one. I think Ohio State at minus 120 is probably the bargain basement price. That's probably the best price you were going to get. You know, assuming that they're, they the favoritism holds and they win all of these remaining games, uh, Michigan at 450. I I still am not a total believer because I think you know Wisconsin was a real defense, but Michigan really you know Wisconsin didn't have the offense I think really to keep up. Eventually, Michigan is going to get a team that maybe can compete with them offensively, and that could be Michigan State at the end of the month. 
uh, on October 30th there in East Lansing, you still got to play Michigan State. You've still got to go on the road to Penn State. And then, of course, you have Ohio State, who Jim Harbaugh's never beaten as the head coach up there in Ann Arbor. So I think that Michigan schedule is a little tough to really be buying them a plus 450. You know, it's it's interesting because I, I like where your, your head's at here. Certainly Penn State at plus 600 feels like if you're looking for a little bit added value for a top 10 team in mm-hmm. the country, that's the way to go. Iowa plus 300 feels like it's too small for me because, mm-hmm. again, I think you and I believe that Penn State's going to give them everything they can handle today in a shootout here of, of top five teams. But at plus 300, that number with their schedule and their offense, which is still a question mark, doesn't feel like the best value yeah, to they're, me. They're like 119th in total offense and all of FBS out of 130 teams. And it's like, eventually, your defense is good and you can live off turnovers a lot, but can you do that every single week? And looking at Iowa, they got Penn State today. Then they'll have two in a row. They'll have Purdue at home. But eventually, because they're in that easier division, they're in that Western division. So Iowa does not get Ohio State. They do not have to play Michigan. They do not have to play Michigan State. And that's accounted for in that price at three three to one here. But this is really, this is their only ranked opponent as of now left on the schedule is Penn State. Because then you go to, you got uh, Purdue. Then you got Wisconsin, Northwestern. You play, pretty much play all West Division games. Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska. On the surface, you know, you got a handicap week to week, but on the surface, those guys don't look like they're big threats to the Hawkeyes. So this is really their game today. This is really their season. If Iowa wants to be a serious contender, they got to get the win over Penn State. And, you know, at some point, the offense, you just think they're just, they're going to, when you don't have a really great offense that can put up a lot of big plays, you're going to be in close games a lot. Your defense can be dominant only for so long in this era of college football. So that's why even at 3-1, to one, even with an easy schedule down the stretch, no thanks on Iowa for me. You know, it's interesting. If you're an Iowa backer, and clearly Wes and I are not at plus 300, when you looked at that and saw that schedule, the only trip up there is today. You would believe on the right side of that schedule we just showed, if we can put it up there one more time, it doesn't look like there's any landmines there, right? Because Wisconsin is down. Now mm-hmm. they still have to go to Madison. Could be a tricky spot. I don't think it's as tricky. And maybe at Nebraska, the last game of the season, November 26th. So th- the point is, if you're an Iowa backer and you believe they can beat Penn State today, you hop on this number now because they essentially have to win one game for you. Yeah, you probably would. I mean, the the schedule, as I mentioned, is accounted for in the number. Yes. That's why, because you look, it's like, I always got to win all these games, you know, to be able to win the Big Ten, but they're, they're going to be favorite in probably all of those games. There's a couple maybe tricky spots. That game against Nebraska is a rivalry game at the end of the year, but, you know, Minnesota's been erratic. Illinois, obviously, rebuilding under down. a new head coach. Northwestern, way down in terms of talent. And then Wisconsin who's going to be playing quarterback. They haven't shown much of an offense. Purdue keeps turning the ball over, and against a team like Iowa that lives off turnovers. Not I mean, a good recipe. Uh, they were plus seven last week, by the way, Iowa was against Maryland, plus four against Iowa State, where it's like, man, Iowa just doesn't look that good, but they find a way to take the ball away and, and, and be able to capitalize on it just enough. Yeah, so we'll see, again, that, that's the rationale here, and to Wes's point, that's why the number is so low, because they just don't have the schedule that Michigan at plus 450, Penn State to win this conference at plus 600, and even Ohio State at minus 120 have to play just to get to the conference title game. That's why those numbers, you see the, the variance, because obviously you know, Michigan and Ohio State, when that game plays out, that's going to cancel one of these two teams, and the same thing can be said for Penn State and Ohio State when those two teams play. But I'm with you. I feel like the two plays here potentially to make is either Ohio State minus 120 if you're going to buy. You buy that now because it's mm-hmm. the best price you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And maybe Penn State at plus 600. If we really yeah. think they can go on the road today and win at Kinnick Stadium and beat Iowa and then somewhere down the road still beat an Ohio State team. If they can get those th- two things done in your head, then at plus 600, there's still value. And, and I mean, with Ohio State, I still don't love their defense here. And they've given up almost 200 yards in the first half of Maryland. But gotten the stop when they needed to, and Maryland can't run the ball, so Maryland has to throw it exclusively. But you look at Ohio State on offense, just so explosive, 339 yards. Doesn't even really have the running game going today because they haven't had to. And we saw last week, I think against Rutgers, they had like two different, or six different guys, rather, that scored touchdowns on offense for this team. So offensively, they are going to be fine, no matter if it's Stroud or if it's uh, if it's the backup McCord at quarterback like it was in the Akron game. But it is probably going to be Stroud until some kind of other injury. But 
And that's the thing with Ohio State, and that's what worried me about being on Maryland because I thought it was a little bit of a flat spot for Ohio State. And look, they they just can get their B effort, and they're so much better than these teams. And sure. by the way, Ohio State for the second half minus nine, Ooh. so currently thirty five to ten, basically a thirty four point favorite for the game. If I could get ten, I might go Maryland second half because Maryland I think is going to continue to try. Yes. against Ohio State, and they're still going to throw the ball. They obviously can't run it, and now you really can't run it that you're down 25 at the half. And that total against 76.5, if we think the points are going to keep coming, to me, I might play. I might lean to the under at some point. i got to think that Ohio State uh, takes their foot off the gas. Total, Maybe by a- the way, 31 for the second half, so adjusted total is 76 on this game. I'm trying to see what the closer was. I know it got bet up. Closer was 71 and a half. Okay, so we'll see if those numbers can get there, but again, at some point, maybe that's where those backdoor covers could come into play if Ohio State takes their foot off the gas, but again, to win the Big Ten right now, I think both Wes and I are buying at minus 120 as they look like the Ohio State football team we thought we'd see, certainly against Oregon at the beginning of the year that did not show up. We are not to halftime yet in the Red River Showdown, 35-20, but Texas looking for more points. Again, do the math. 55 points and counting here in the first half. Yeah, Oklahoma needs to get to the locker room, by the way. Texas, just outside of field goal range, may add more for that. Okay, so we'll see if they can get that done. But when we come back, it's going to be great to have Amon Green joining the program. Two-time national champion from his days in Nebraska. They got a big win against Michigan. We'll break it all down right here, betting across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility. 